The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Do you believe that life and business success only happens when you are young and hungry? Think about some of the most famous entrepreneurs who achieve their greatest success later in life after a few trials and setbacks. Welcome to Second Wind Success with your host, Gene Garino. Get ready to take the journey. The best in life is just ahead. Here's Gene Garino. Hello, hello. It's Gene Garino with our co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews. We're here with Second Wind Success. Good to have you back, everybody. What a week. What a week it's been. It's exciting here. We're here with Second Wind Success. This is where baby boomers discover their second wind in business and in life. You know, we're so excited to do this show every single week because we get to interact with people all the time who are looking for something. They're looking for their why. They're looking for their how. They're looking for their, what am I going to do next? I think a lot of people always ask themselves that question, what am I going to do when I grow up? And my, my response is, why grow up? You don't need to grow up. Just keep on going. Look, search, but do what you're passionate about. And, and a lot of people, I think, just don't even take the time to think about what are they passionate about? What is it that they want to do in life? Those questions that we don't even bother to ask ourselves anymore. So this show is all about helping you discover your second wind in business and in life. When you're 20 years old, my son was just here in the room, and, you know, he's 24, and he's at the prime of his early life, right? He's in his career right now, and he's, going, he's doing fantastic. And as he's going through this career, he's going to hit a certain level. But 10 years from now, 20 years from now, 30 years from now, when he's in his second, third, and fourth career, he's going to reach heights that he couldn't even imagine today. And that's where you are right now. Some of you listening to my voice right now, you've been in a career, You started in one direction, and all of a sudden, and I say all of a sudden, 30 years have passed, right? And you're someplace you didn't even imagine you might be. You're doing something you didn't even imagine you might be doing. Or maybe you really set out to do exactly what you're doing, but here you are 30 years later, and you're on a treadmill just doing the same old, same old. You're looking for something new, something different, something that you can really sink your teeth into, You know, I finally found it when I was in my 50s, and I know some of you, maybe you found it earlier than that. Maybe you haven't found it yet. I don't know how old you are, but don't worry about the past. It is the past. The question is, where are you now and where are you going? What do you really want to do? Second wind in business and in life. We've got a gentleman that uh, we're going to introduce to you one way or the other. We're working on getting him on the line. His name is David Sewell, and David started when he was 67 years old in his current business, 67, and I say that kind of with a, an amazing tone in my voice because I look at 67 and I go, wow, that's a long way off, but it's really not. It's only 11 years in my it's future. It's a blink. It's a blink, Gene. <laughs> you know it. I mean, like, how did we end up here in our 50s? I know. <laughs> right? It's incredible. But he's amazing. He's amazing. So I'm looking forward. We're hoping we can get him on. But you need to tell people the reason why we, that he's not on like lickety split with no problem. Explain that. Well, that's because, yeah, he's in Panama. When you're in Panama, everything doesn't happen lickety split. Uh, as a matter of fact, I see him instant messaging me right now. So we'll see where that takes us. But 
the reality is is that when you are you know in a different country in a foreign land telephones don't work the same way as they do here but uh and I'll see what his response is right here. But he does a, a really yeah, so, unique... So here's the thing. Here's the thing. This is what I want to tell our listeners. He is over 67. He, started, he went to Panama and started his career, and he's going to tell us all about this. And here's the thing. I lived in Costa Rica for a while. I did my little retirement piece in Costa Rica. And I'm here to tell you that when you get there, things are different. That doesn't mean they're bad. They're just different. And so um, tr- sometimes trying to call back in or because traffic is worse or whatever, um, sometimes it's difficult to connect up and call in. And, yes, he is calling us from Panama to be on this radio show, and we're really excited about sharing that with him because we, we find that people are always, always doing something very interesting, and it gives us, um, kind of a path or a leadership to follow because I don't know if you know this, there are certain things that you don't know when you're retired. You think, oh, yeah, I'm going to retire. But what a lot of people don't expect is the boredom and the uh, depression. And so what happens for a lot of people is that they go and they finally find something that they've always enjoyed doing. Now, you can make money at it. We're hoping that that's what you do because that gives us security. It helps with medical and that type of thing. But we're really clear that you have to be careful of those things, so be prepared. So I'm going to go a little bit into this while we're trying to get him on the phone um, so he can tell us about how he got into what he's doing. So just a did just communicate with Dave from Panama. He had to push his trip where he's at right now. He's out in the jungle literally right now. He's securing some source for his coffee beans, and he's not going to be with us this week, and it's okay. He's going to come back and be with us next week. I know. I'm going to tease you guys a little bit because what he does is very cool because he farms coffee beans and also cacao, which is we know that as chocolate. And I actually went to his... uh, the farms are amazing, but I actually went to the one and only retail shop that he has in Belize, the country of Belize, and I was the first one to be able to taste the chocolate before the retail store was even open, and it is off the chart amazing. I don't want to call myself a, a chocolate snob, but the point is Nestle's, I can't even take that anymore. The point is, it's amazing chocolate, and coffee, I love coffee, and chocolate, it's off the chart. Give me a glass of red wine some dark chocolate, but I love milk chocolate too, but give me some dark chocolate, some Okay, i got to ask you, i got to ask you about his place in Belize. Is it like a coffee shop where you can go and sit down and try different chocolate and drink coffee? Because I haven't gone yet. I feel a little oh, left this, out. This place is uh, so incredible because with this coffee shop, and it's not a coffee shop, it is this chocolate shop. It feels like chocolate that, but shop. it's kind of like, what was, what was so cool, again, was because it wasn't open yet, yet they were still having to make everything. So we actually, it was kind of like Charlie's, uh, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, Willy Wonka, because I couldn't buy anything because they weren't open yet, so it was all free. And I got to walk in. I'll, I'll, let me try that one. <laughs> and we were so sad about that, I can tell. <laughs> oh, man. And I'm, I'm thinking, I'm going to get sick here. I didn't get sick at all. There's no... None of this preservative stuff, none of this uh, feeling bad after the fact. 
and they had liquid chocolate. This was this was actually I learned later on taking some some tours at, at another location. This was the the drink of the gods. They would make this drink liquid chocolate, and and so we're drinking liquid chocolate of different kinds as well as the, oh, the different flavors. You don't know. I'm a I'm a chocolate connoisseur. <laughs> So um, now I need to take a trip to Belize or Panama and just go hang out with him for a little while and do chocolate tasting. We should just make a trip. We should do a second wind success trip to All Belize. All right, I'm in. And that's actually okay. what we're going to have. We're going to have him talk about this because I, I don't want to kind of spill all the cacao beans, right? But we're going we're gonna to let him <laughs> talk about it. <laughs> I'm going to let him talk all about that. So I'm going to shift gears a little okay. bit because I had uh, – I had a bottle or two of wine with a, a great friend of mine this past week, and uh, actually just two days ago, and he introduced me to another friend. So I'm going to shift gears, and we're going to go that direction instead. And uh, But, Dave, you're coming on next week, and that's all good. So it's, it's all good. I've been trying to get him on for a couple of weeks now. We're going to make that happen, uh, but we're going to segue away. So, you know, we've right. seen. Okay. Yeah, I know. We'll come back. A lot of us have seen those commercials, The World's Most Interesting Man. You know, Dos Equis, right? Have you seen that commercial? Yes, yes. Uh-huh. Got it. So there's a, there's a gentleman, his name is Jonathan Goldschmidt, who plays the character of The World's Most Interesting Man. And he played yeah, that I've character. Yeah, I've met him a couple years. of times, actually. That's right. Yeah. You and I have had a chance to meet him, and, and you know, nice guy. He's an actor and so on. Yeah. But I actually know The World's Most Interesting Man, and he's not an actor. His name is Katz. And Katz is... Uh, He's a gentleman, he's, he's uh, from Iraq, and he's a Chaldean Christian. He's been here in the U.S. now for 25 years, and I met him when I was, uh, came out here to Arizona 25 years ago, and I'm in real estate as an investor, and he it was a contractor. He was in Michigan, came out here to Arizona. His wife was there in Michigan. He moved out here to take advantage of the building that was going on and so on. He and I uh, met, and... Uh, our lives intertwined, and I have found out so many neat things about him. He is truly the world's most interesting man in so many, so many ways. But he just had his 65th birthday last week. Fascinating. And we got together for um, a glass of wine, which turned into two bottles of wine, and it was nothing <laughs> happened after that that day. Uh, but when we sat down and we were talking about different things, uh, he also introduced me to a friend of his, his CPA, who we were then talking about different concepts for investing, uh, other people coming in from other countries who have money and what they're investing in, what they're looking for, uh, EB-5, so people who are coming in for foreign visas and what's important to them uh, to emigrate into the country, investing and so on. And I want to share some of those things that I found out and discovered because I've been looking at that. Uh, from investor standpoint and what they're looking for and what I do with the, what we do with the residential assisted living, because there's a lot of money that's uh, out there today and people do want to invest. And uh, I know with what I do with the assisted living, there's so many people that want to get into this game. Money is not the issue. This is the easiest thing I've ever raised capital for. And also with EB-5, and I don't know what the E and the B stand for, but that program itself where there are tens of thousands of people that apply to come to the U.S., and if they invest a certain amount of money, typically $1 million, and employ 10 people typically, that they now get a visa to be able to come and become a resident and a citizen in the U.S. and their entire family. So it's a way for them to buy citizenship here in the U.S., and it's a very coveted thing. There's only 10,000 spots. 
tens and tens of thousands of people apply. And what happens is a lot of times is these people come with their money and they kind of get ripped off, which is the bad part. Yeah, people oh. say, oh, I'll take the money and invest it for you. And they get into a bad deal or get ripped off and so on. And they're looking for honest people, people that will give them a good deal, you know, a good project and so on. So when you think about what I just said with the dollar standpoint, a million dollars and employ 10 people. Well, boy, that's perfect for that's so many yeah, different types of businesses. Oh, now I'm excited. Well, yeah, see that? Yes. Well, we're coming up to a break. So now we're going to have to, you know, do the news at 11 thing, and we'll have to wait until after the break. <laughs> I don't know where we're at with the break here. I missed, I may have missed the call right there. How, how, well, there you go. Thanks. So uh, we will. We will come back after the break because I want to talk about that. I'm going to talk about Katz, the world's most interesting man, and he truly is. I mean, this guy, when he came to the U.S. to study, that's what a lot of people do. This, is, this was right around the time when Saddam Hussein, because, again, he's from Iraq, was coming yeah. into power. So when Katz, my, the world's most interesting man, my friend, came here to the U.S. to study, and then when Saddam invited him back to Iraq to basically wine and dine him to say, why don't you come back to Iraq and you know, come back here? And after a week of whining and dining him, Katz basically said, no, I think I'm going to go back to the U.S. That was a good call. <laughs> yeah. Good call. Yeah. Came back to the U.S. and made his fortune here at the the whole American dream is still alive, and we're still here today. So this is Second Wind Success. we got a lot to talk about here today. we got a lot of things happening, and we're going to help you, the baby boomer, help discover your second wind in business and in life. I'm Gene Guarino, your host, with Carolyn C.J. Matthews. This is Second Wind Success, and we'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. If you've been thinking about mom, dad, are they safe? Are they comfortable? Are they able to take care of themselves? Well, maybe you're ready for assisted living for mom or dad. I know you don't want to put them in a home because if you're like me, when mom and dad needed help, you didn't want to just put them in a big box facility with 100, 200 people. No, you they lived in a home and you want to keep them in a home. Well, I found a solution. It's called Sweetwater Pines, upscale assisted living in a very, very comfortable home setting right near Scottsdale Road and Cactus in a beautiful, gorgeous home. If you're looking for 24-hour care where they're safe, and taken care of and loved on. All the food, all the medication management, everything they need, and a great place for you to come and visit as well. Well, there it is for you. If you'd like a tour just to check it out and see what it's like, give a call, 602-430-5382. That's Sweetwater Pines at 602-430-5382. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. The boomers are here. You can't stop this silver tsunami. It's here And this is your opportunity. If you'd like to learn how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine with residential assisted living, the Residential Assisted Living Academy is your opportunity. What we do is we show you how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine. To learn more, call 480 704 
480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. Or come to our website at ralacademy.com. That's ralacademy.com. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Second Wind Success with Gene Garino. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to gene at ralacademy.com. That's G-E-N-E at ralacademy.com. Now back to Second Wind Success. All right, all right. It's Gene Garino, Second Wind Success. Welcome back, everybody. I'm here with our co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews, and we're so happy to be here. We are talking today about opportunity helping baby boomers discover their second wind in business and in life. So you're here, you're listening, and you're saying, well, what does that mean? Now, first of all, when I say baby boomers, you don't need to be 65. You could be younger, you could be older. But when I say baby boomers, there's a lot of people born between 46 and 64, those baby boomers who are looking for something, you know, making money, eh, Maybe you're ready to retire, maybe not, and maybe you could retire, but you're like, what am I going to do now? And you're looking for something more, looking for something different, looking for a purpose. You have to have a reason to exist, a reason to move forward, a reason to do what you do. I think the days of us just kind of retiring and playing golf five days a week are kind of passe and over. You have to have a real reason to do what you do. And if you still need to make money, or if you like that, like I do, you like the concept of being busy, helping people, being active, expanding your mind and your pocketbook and helping other people, you're looking for something that has purpose, not just doing for the sake of doing or making for the sake of making. So that's what this show is about, Second Wind Success, helping you see what others have done, maybe inspiring you to find that niche for you or that position for you. So I started by sharing with you about you know, a friend of ours who's in Panama who we're going to talk to next week and about chocolate and coffee because those are great subjects that everybody wants to talk about. And we will. We'll talk about that. But then I introduced to you a friend of mine. His name is Katz. Now, Katz came here to the U.S. from Iraq many years ago, two, three decades ago, came here, went to school. When he went back to Iraq, he was invited back by Saddam himself and said, hey, Saddam is inviting him back. Why don't you come back and, you know, be part of our society? And he's like, "Eh, I don't think so. I want to go back to the U.S. And thank God he made that decision. So he came here and his family has been very successful. And by the way, I, I noticed this. A lot of time when immigrants come to the U.S., they're the cream of the crop. They're the best of the best. They're very high end, high level people. And they really want to not just paved the way for the rest of their family, but they they understand the sacrifice that those people made before them. So they really want to give back and honor them and do better than anybody before them. And each generation kind of does it that way. Each one is trying to better and up the next one. And not in a prideful way, but in a way that gives shows respect to them. So that's why a lot of people move to this country and when they do it properly, there's a lot of hullabaloo about that today, but when they do it properly and they come, they understand the sacrifice and that's exactly what it was for Katz and his family. So I met him from a real estate perspective. He was a a builder in Michigan, moved to Arizona, and this was the spot where he came to uh, take advantage of opportunity here and 
we got involved and, and I was doing real estate and he was as a builder and he was helping me doing the rehab on the home I was acquiring. He was rehabbing. We partnered together and I referred him to many people since then. By the way, what he does today is so fascinating. Before I get back to the EB5 stuff, today what he does is he does his niche is he remodels Denny's restaurants. And you think about that for oh, a minute. Smart. Franchises, they have That's to smart. remodel every seven years. So every seven years, total, you know, makeover. And those makeovers are one hundred and fifty dollars to $250,000. And it's pretty simple in the sense of, do you want plan A, B, or C? So they don't, there's not a lot of choices or let me customize or let me think it through. It's just they're going to spend one hundred and fifty dollars to 250000 on this remodel, plan A, B, or C. They have to buy all of the stuff from the company. So they have contractors like cats who come in, and here's the key. They literally, the owner gives him a key on a Monday, and he does a total rehab, quarter of a million dollars worth of rehab, top to bottom, so that on Friday, he hands him the key back, and it's done. Imagine that. No kidding. So they do it in what, on, in a five week. days? Yes, a week. It's like a week. You give me the keys on Monday, on Friday, here's your key back, total top to bottom. Everything is done from facade on the outside to the kitchen on the inside, flooring, dooring, everything. It's unbelievable, but that's the niche, and he travels around the country so doing he, exactly that. He has this down to a system, is what you're Absolutely. saying. Yeah, well, it's fascinating. And again, all this stuff is ordered, so it comes on a truck, it's all there. The team flies in with their tools, and they just come in, boom, do it, and then fly off to the next project and do it. And so they do a couple of these a month, and they, they fly around the country, and it's fascinating. So there's all kinds of things that people can do. And he's now, he just turned 65. I'm not giving anything away. Bring a bottle of wine, and he'll celebrate with you. <laughs> I mean, he's, just, he's a great guy. Well, happy uh, birthday so, to him. Yeah. It's so fun getting together with him and his wife because if you, if you get together with him every time you get together, if you ever have a meal with somebody from uh, the, the Middle East, it is a, a party is not even the way to describe it. It's, it's an absolute the feast. celebration. I think it, yeah. yeah, Italians think they eat a lot. Forget about it. I mean, I sit down, we're going <laughs> over there for a snack. There's just platters of food all in front of you. And you, there's no way and 20 people can eat it all, let alone the three of you that are sitting there. And it's like unbelievable. So even just going out to happy hour ended up with two bottles of wine and, you know, four or five things on the table in front of us. And I loved it. But we had a great two, three-hour meeting. So Katz, that's what he does. So second win success. He went from being a builder in Michigan to uh, rehabbing. And now his specialty, his niche at, at his age, this point in life, is this one thing he does these renovations, these turnovers on the franchise in Denny's Restaurant. Now, feel free to make any comment because I'm going to go right on to Ken with the EB-5, but fascinating stuff. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> so his friend, CPA, Ken, and this is why Katz and I got together. He gave me a call, said, Here's somebody you got to meet. So we got together. And by the way, Katz, I always, we always get together for our annual bocce ball tournament. So we do our... Uh, bocce ball, that's Italian lawn bowling, right? So we get together. Yeah. Have, there's a trophy. There is a trophy. It's, it's been on oh, for 10 years now. Really? Yep. And well, we're going to have yes, to see a picture of the Katz trophy. Katz is very good, very competitive. He's, he's always in the, in the running at the final there for the bocce ball tournament. So with, uh, he, we got together, and he introduced me to his CPA, whose name is Ken. And Ken has clients that are 
uh, from other countries, and they emigrate to the U.S. on a program called EB-5. So EB-5 is a program that the U.S. allows people to emigrate to the U.S., and as long as they bring with them a certain amount of money and employ a certain number of people, they'll give them citizenship for that individual and their entire family. Uh, so it's a, it's a great way to bring money in and employ people, and that's one way that we have a positive, I'll use that term, positive immigration policy here in our country. So the problem or the opportunity, depending on how you look at challenges in life, the opportunity here is these people come, they have to invest 500000 or a million dollars, and they have to employ 10 people, full-time jobs, not part-time jobs, 10 people, and that investment of a million dollars, which is a lot of money, let's face it, if you invest a million and borrow a million or two million or three million, you could build or buy almost anything. But employing that 10 people, what an opportunity for creating a business, assisted living, a franchise. Exactly. Yep. A car wash, a hamburger joint, a Starbucks, a McDonald's, almost anything. And that's what a lot of them do is they come in. So you notice there's a lot of people that come in and they do different types of franchises, whether it be 7-Eleven or whether it be Carl's Jr. or whether it be, and you name it, fill in the blank. So franchises are perfect for this. And when you think about that too, the idea of a million dollars, it doesn't cost a million dollars for a lot of these. Like to do an assisted living, unless you paid cash for it, you don't, you're not going to pay a million bucks. You don't need that much money. So you'd have to do a couple of them, and you don't need 10 full-time employees. You'd have to do a couple of them in order to hire 10 people and to spend a million bucks. You'd probably need you know, four Carl's Juniors in order to do that, unless you build the building from ground up with no debt, something like that. So it's a real opportunity, and on the flip side, unfortunately, in our world, a lot of these people come, and then they don't know the language, they don't know the rules and regulations, and somebody who sponsors them or brings them in charges them a big fee, and it's usually $50,000, and I don't know if that represents a percentage, or, but that's the number I hear all the time, give me 50000 and I will arrange this investment for you. So give me fifty thousand and a fee wow, and a million really? dollars. Yeah. So, oh yeah. So the people who raise dollars. the investment get fifty thousand just for finding them. The yeah, investment. Fifty grand to to I don't know exactly what they do for the fifty, whether it's put the paperwork together or to put them together with somebody who's going to make the investment, but somebody's getting paid fifty grand. And then if the investment goes bad, and I think there's a two year something about two years where these these people have to be employed for two years. So if the business goes bad in that first year and they lose the money, right, the people are not employed for two years, they may not be able to get the citizenship. And that is what's most important to them is that they're really buying their citizenship. And, you know, I mentioned mm-hmm. this to you a little bit earlier, CJ, the concept of the money itself is they work hard, they save money, they pool it together as a family getting the money back is important, but it's almost like a bonus. What they're really doing is that citizenship. Getting a return on the money, for them, it's almost unheard of. So if they were to get a small return and get the money back, that's huge. So imagine the the opportunity, if you were to crack the code and work on that, that may be somebody's Mm -hmm. second win success right there. I think so. I I love it. I love that idea because you're also helping other people that – come here to the United States and want to work hard and they want to be here. 
Yes, and there's a lot of people that come. I think, you know, we can have that bigger conversation about uh, immigration and the hullabaloo about what's good and what's bad about it, but the reality is there are a lot of people that do want to come there. As a matter of fact, we will talk about that little bit of hullabaloo since it is top of mind for a lot of people right here. But second wind success is really all about helping people find that second wind in business and in life. So whether you have a career or you're looking for one or whether you're in something you want to be in or you're looking for something new and different, we want to help you discover that. And in Second Wind Success, there's people that will share with you, show you what they're doing, and maybe you'll be inspired to do something new or different or in addition to what you're currently doing. So I'm Gene Guarino with your co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews, and this is Second Wind Success, where baby boomers discover their second wind in business and in life. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. The boomers are here. You can't stop this silver tsunami. It's here, and this is your opportunity. If you'd like to learn how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine with residential assisted living, the Residential Assisted Living Academy is your opportunity. What we do is we show you how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine. To learn more, call 480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. Or come to our website at ralacademy.com. That's ralacademy.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. Have you ever wondered how mom is doing today? I mean, you're at work, you're comfortable, but is she? Is she okay today? Your mom, your dad, she may need help, he may need help, but you're not sure what to do. I know you're not ready to put mom in a home. Nobody ever is. But here's the deal. Is she able to take care of herself? And if you're not quite sure, you're not quite ready, here's what I did. When my mom needed help, I started to look, and I didn't want a big box solution, 100, 200 people, like an apartment or hotel. I was looking for a home, and I found it. Adagio Gardens, right here in Phoenix, a comfortable home with a group of seniors my mom's own age, dad's own age, where she can be taken care of 24-7. Whether they need medication management or housekeeping and all the food, everything is provided in a very comfortable home life. So if you're looking for a safe place for mom where she can be taken care of, check out Adagio Gardens. I did. Give them a call, 602-430-5382. Adagio Gardens, 602-430-5382. News. Opinion. Your voice counts. Call toll-free 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. VoiceAmerica.com. You are listening to Second Wind Success with Gene Garino. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to gene at ralacademy.com. That's G-E-N-E at ralacademy.com. Now back to Second Wind Success. All right, all right. It's Gene Garino, Second Wind Success with your co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews. Welcome back, everybody. We are talking about 
second wind success and baby boomers discovering that second wind in your business and in life. So specifically, we're talk, just talking about immigration. And again, I'm not going to go on the negative side. I'm going to go on the positive side. But I was on the break here talking to CJ about there's a video on YouTube. I encourage everybody to look it up and look up. And if you just put in the words immigration and put in marbles in tubes, T-U-B-E-S, you'll find it. So immigration and marbles in tubes. And it's this gentleman, kind of a professor-looking person, and it's kind of like a TED talk. So it's really educational, less than 10 minutes long. And I think it really visually explains to you some of the immigration issues, because I was just talking about EB-5 in a program that I know some of you maybe were never aware that it existed. And I'm talking about the opportunity. The challenge that some people have who want to come to the U.S. is they, they want to come in, and I just said they can, in essence, buy their way in, buy citizenship. And I know that for some of you, that offends you. But again, our country set that up as a way to bring in people that can help our country. They're investing in our country. They're employing people. So employing people is a good thing. I think we all would agree with that. If somebody's bringing money into our country, I think that's a good thing. Even Panama, which I was there earlier this year, and when I go to Panama, they encourage you, if you come to Panama and you're a pensioner, so you're retired, and you have an income at the least, I believe it's $1,000 a month, you can get citizenship there. What they want is somebody who has income. You want, you want citizenship in Panama? You can get it as long as you have a Social Security check. Income of at least $1,000 a month coming into you, you're welcome. So they're encouraging It people. doesn't even need to be a Social Security check, amazingly. Yeah. Um, it can yeah. be that, it, but it can be uh, a 401K. It could be a trust. Can be any of those. I know some 26-year-olds that made money in the um, computer industry that created a trust for themselves that pays them, and that's considered retirement income. So you could go do the same thing in Panama. Um, but you know, look, a lot of our parents got here. Believe it or not, a lot of our parents got here in World War II for in a process something similar. It was like a work exchange program because they needed so many people to. Uh, build bombs, uh, so parachutes, things like that. So this is not new. I don't want anybody to think yeah. this is new. Yeah, and I'm not. I'm not here to offend or defend uh, anybody or anything. Uh, I'm just sharing the what is. And these are programs that are out there. And I was explaining the possibility of how you can help yourself and others, uh, creating an opportunity when this money comes in. How can we help? Uh, them and or invest in different products or programs that you might create. So let me share this this other one, this this video, immigration marbles and so on. That our immigration program basically right now the way it's set up is that you're welcome to come to this country if you have something to offer. So if you have cash, come on in. We've got a program for you, EB5. If you invest money in our country, you're welcome. Another one is if you're smart or if you have a skill that nobody else has. So if you have a skill, you can do a job that nobody here in the U.S. can can come and do. Now, that one's gotten a little bit off because now there's high-tech companies that are using that loophole, and I'll use that word because some of you are thinking that way, and I'm reading your mind right now. Like, I'm reading <laughs> your mind as I said that. You're, you're now thinking, ah, what do you mean loophole? What I mean is they're replacing people who have the same skill as a U.S. worker, but they're replacing a U.S. worker because they're willing to do it for less money. 
So there's large companies that make that part of their protocol, their program, their SOP, standard operating procedure, to bring in these foreign workers because they're willing to work for a fraction of what the U.S. workers working for doing the same job. But it's designed for if somebody has a skill that no other U.S. worker is willing to do or able to do, they bring in that person with that skill or that smarts and so on. So students come and learn here and a lot of them stay here. The problem with that on the other side is that that means somebody is leaving their country, they're coming here to the U.S., and they don't get to benefit their country. So we're taking the best of the best from all the other countries, and good for us, but bad for those countries. So that's selfish, if you will, on our standpoint. We're taking the best from those countries and absorbing them here, good for us. So we're taking people with money. Yep, we'll take them. We're taking people with the smarts and the skills. Yep, we'll take them. And then on the other hand, we'll take the desperate, the destitute, the people who are uh, refugees from other countries and so on because we have big hearts, charity, heart, and we're willing to take them in because it's the right thing to do. So all in all, we take in a million people, two million people each and every year during all these different programs, whether you have money, whether you have brains and skills, or whether you have its charity. So we bring all those people in. Now that sounds like a lot of people, but now when you look at populations, and this is where I'm a visual learner, when you watch that videotape and he pulls out these tubes and he pulls out this three-foot, four-foot tube filled with beans, it's like, here's the population of, boom, and he puts it down the U.S., with 320 million people, boom, and here's a million people that we bring in, boom, and it's just this one little marble. It's like, well, that's good, but it's not wow. much. And then he takes, okay, here's the population of India, and it's a much bigger tube with, you know, a billion people, and here's China with a billion plus, and then here's this and here's that. Before you know it, the whole table is filled with billions of people, and here we are taking one million people. So even if we took in two million people, we take in 2 million people, boom, we bring them in. So here we are trying to be charitable, taking in the best, people with the money, people with the brains, but really we're taking the best of the best into our country. They can't help their own country. So that's not being very good or helpful to them. And on the other hand, we're trying to be charitable, but we're taking in these people that have a lot of need and a lot of problem, but we're only able, even if we doubled what we bring in today, we take in another million people, that creates tremendous strain on our system that we simply are not prepared to handle. We can't handle another million people to feed them, to clothe them, to house them, to educate them with, and it creates tremendous stress on our society, and yet it's one million people, which is a lot for us to take, but it's also not much at all when it comes to the world population and who needs the help. And then he takes another think, little glass. You know, Gene, it, yeah, I was just going to say, I think the key here is, is that, you know, what, who can we fit in? And if we can only fit in that certain amount of people, shouldn't we take the cream of the crop? If they're willing to come here and they, they for whatever reason, are dissatisfied with their country or they find that maybe not even dissatisfied, but they find that the United States is better for them and their type of people... Uh, shouldn't shouldn't we bring in? Now, I'm not talking about religion. I'm just, you know, in general, they've got money. They want to come to the U.S. and uh, because they want to follow the dream. I've lived all over the world. The United States is definitely about following your dreams. And they there are people who work their whole life and their children go for them instead because um, that's how big the dream is. Well, I'm not going to disagree or agree, although I do agree. 
(laughs) (laughs) But the other, the last point I want to make on that, because at the end of his explanation, this visual explanation, he has another little glass and it's got 80 marbles in it. And this is the population growth in all of these destitute countries where they earn, and he does it economically. You know, we live in a country where the average household income is $50,000. We are in the, you know, fraction of 1% of the world's wealth, you know, in when you look at everything globally. And when you look at how many people, and I don't know the exact stats, but the point is, even our poor are considered wealthy throughout the rest of the world. So... When you look at the people who are in absolute destitute poverty in the in the world, there's 80 million people born into those societies in absolute abstract poverty, 80 million more. So even if we took one or two million more absolute desperately in poverty people into our country this year, there's 80 million more that were born. So we're not mm-hmm. going to solve the world's hunger, the world's problems all the way around by just adding one or two million more, but we absolutely will put tremendous burden on our society by doing that. And and I'm just going to say it this way, too, that there's pros and cons on each one, and I'm not saying don't let somebody come in who has the money or the education or the smarts, but what I am saying is that I think sometimes our hearts get ahead of our minds in regards to we just got to help everybody. Uh, my belief system, again, I, I, I'm a Christian, and when I look at that, it does say the poor will always be with us. And we do have to have a heart, and we do need to love ourselves as we love each other, and I get all of that. But the reality is the poor will always be with us. We, we need to take care of, not selfishly, take care of ourselves. But we, if we can't take care of ourselves, we can't take care of others either. So unless yeah, we're going to no, let that, all and that goes personally as well. Not only as yeah. a country, but also just as as a sole person, you need to take care of yourself. There is nothing wrong with money. A lot of us have grown up with you know this sort of sin around money, which is completely wrong. You know that's yeah. completely wrong. Um, well, you know I don't know about you, but God did not say anything about you know taking poverty and living without enough food or a roof over your head. There was nothing in there on yeah. that. Well, actually, and how can you help about... people without money? Exactly. There's a lot of people that I that I speak to around the world. When I go out and share about money and finances, I speak uh, and I'm in front of groups of people. And I've literally had the opportunity to speak to hundreds of thousands of people around the globe. But as I speak to them, a lot of people, they they equate the concept of money as evil. And it's not it's not money is evil. It's the love of money. And that's what it is. Mm-hmm. How do you use it? It's just a tool. It's just another piece. And it's if somebody wants to give, and I love that, people, there's a lot of people with huge hearts, they want to give, and usually the people with the least want to give the most, and it's because they know what they need, so you've got to mm-hmm. get it for yourself, and not selfishly, but you can't give what you don't have, so learn how to, and then perform, get it for yourself so you can give it to others, and I love the concept of just being a, a conduit, being let it flow through you. Because the more you get, the more you give, and let it just flow, and I think you get blessed by that. So second win success, part of that whole thing, yeah, is discovering your second win in business and in life. And for some of you listening right now, it's really not the money at all. It's really about your purpose and why do you do what you do. It may not be the money at all. It's the purpose you're looking for. So second win in business and in life, 
That's what you're looking for. That's your purpose. That's your goal. And that's what this is all about. So we're going to be right back. I'm Gene Guarino, your host with Second Wind and with Carolyn C.J. Matthews, Second Wind Success. We're going to be right back. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. The Internet's number one talk station. Number one talk station. VoiceAmerica.com. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. If you've been thinking about mom, dad, are they safe? Are they comfortable? Are they able to take care of themselves? Well, maybe you're ready for assisted living for mom or dad. I know you don't want to put them in a home because if you're like me, when mom and dad needed help, you didn't want to just put them in a big box facility with 100, 200 people. No, you they lived in a home and you want to keep them in a home. Well, I found a solution. It's called Sweetwater Pines, upscale assisted living in a very, very comfortable home setting right near Scottsdale Road and Cactus in a beautiful, gorgeous home. If you're looking for 24-hour care where they're safe and taken care of and loved on, all the food, all the medication management, everything they need, and a great place for you to come and visit as well, well, there it is for you. If you'd like a tour just to check it out and see what it's like, give a call, 602-430-5382. That's Sweetwater Pines at 602-430-5382. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Hey, this is Gene from Second Wind Success. The boomers are here. You can't stop this silver tsunami. It's here And this is your opportunity. If you'd like to learn how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine with residential assisted living, the Residential Assisted Living Academy is your opportunity. What we do is we show you how to turn a single-family home into a cash flow machine. To learn more, call 480-704-3065. That's 480-704-3065. Or come to our website at ralacademy.com. That's R-A-L-Academy.com. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are listening to Second Wind Success with Gene Garino. If you have a question or comment about our program, please send an email to Gene at RALacademy.com. That's G-E-N-E at RALacademy.com. Now back to Second Wind Success. All right, all right. It's Gene Garino, your host, Second Wind Success, with your co-host, Carolyn C.J. Matthews. And I want to thank our our sponsor, the RAL Academy, Residential Assisted Living. You know that's what I do, Residential Assisted Living. I found it when I was in my 50s. It's given me my second win for business and in life. It's the best thing I've ever done, and I, I see it happening. I can see the future, and it's there. I'm going to be moving into my own assisted living facility in the future. I see it all now. I see the light. I'm heading towards it. So, But and there's a golf course in between here and there. But anyway, the... Uh, we're all going to get involved one way or the other, but if you would like to learn how you can get involved on the business side, the real estate side, whether you're investing in, whether you're on the real estate side and just owning the real estate, or just learning more so that you're prepared for that moment, 
whether it's you or a loved one, go to ralacademy.com, ralacademy.com, or just call us and we'll talk, 480-704-3065, 480-704-3065. So I want to again thank our sponsor. So we've been talking a lot. We've been all over the board today, CJ. It's incredible. What a great show. I know. Well, it, it's, been it's amazing. interesting so stuff, we just, you know? We were deciding here during the break, we're gonna, we are going to bring it all together right here. We're going to talk about goal setting because you can do a lot of stuff, but if you don't have a goal, if you don't have a, this is where I want to end up, like I just said, I know where I'm going to end up. We're all going to end up getting some kind of help and assistance in our life. I mean, the bottom line is most people don't just, you know, pass away quietly in their bed. They need some kind of help right up at the end at some point. And, uh, and I don't mean medical help. You're not going to be strapped to tubes like, you know, 2001 Space Odyssey or whatever it was. Was that the movie, 2001 Space Odyssey? The old guy oh, there's was... a lot of movies with tubes and strappings and, and, you know, that type of thing. But the truth of the matter is, is that even now, you know, just helping with the cooking and the cleaning, there are plenty yeah. of us who do it when we're totally capable of doing it. So you can imagine as we get older... That those type of things become more and more important. Medication, things like that. Yeah. The only thing I want to be strapped to is a bottle of red wine and maybe some oxygen and a mask or something. I don't know. <laughs> we'll know what to get, your favorite label. <laughs> I've never done the oxygen mask thing, but I'm willing to try. I mean, for fun, not because I can't breathe thing. You know, like yeah. you go to the yeah. uh, those oxygen bars in Las Vegas or something. I'm going to have to try that. See, I've never done that before. I've done it. I've done is it. Is it worth it? Um, yeah, I actually, you know, I've had a lot of illness in my life, um, so that's why I'm into this business so much, but I actually have an oxygen machine at home, and it makes a huge difference, especially when I've been really? on it like an, uh, for a while, like an hour, let's say, instead of like the spa version, but even 15 minutes makes a difference because you get all that oxygen kind of flowing through you. It's, it's, it's very healing, actually, so you'll like it. It's fun. I'm curious. Is oxygen considered a prescription? Do I need a prescription no. to get a bottle of oxygen? No, you do need to have, like if you travel on a plane, you have to have some special things to go with that um, if it's like an oxygen tank. And Delta, the okay. last time I knew Delta was the only one that allows you to actually bring an oxygen tank on there. All right. Well, I'm just thinking there may be some residents who wouldn't mind if I just uh, take a snap. I'm kidding. Anyway. <laughs> I'll get my own mask, but uh, maybe there's yes, a leftover yes. bottle somewhere with a little juice on the bottom of the bottle. I don't know. Uh, yes. I digress. So I was talking about the concept of, you know, we're all going to end up setting somewhere goals. and having a goal. Yes, goal setting. So, and and I was I was doing this earlier this week. I do a lot of uh, counseling with other people where people ask me questions if they want to get into assisted living. They're I'm their consultant, so they come to me to consult. How do I do this? Where do I go? What do I do for this, this, and this? But I also have consultants in different areas of my life where I seek out professionals, whether it be for branding or marketing or this, this, or this. So the consultants that I have, I'm asking them questions at all times, but at points, you have to just sit quietly with yourself, your yellow pad, your pad, pen, and sit and decide what you want to do, what you want for your life. And that's what I've been spending a a good amount of time doing uh, recently is just thinking it through, where do I want to be? Because there's all kinds of things we can do. In Second Wind Success, what we talk about is helping baby boomers, you listening right now, 
discover your second win in business and in life. But you can do things. The question is, is is it going to give you the result you want? Is it going to get you where you want to go? Is it going to bring you to the place that is going to make you ultimately happier, fulfilled, or give you what it is that you need? And if it's not, then don't do it. There's no reason to do it. Then you're just spinning your wheels. We've only got just so many days left. There's just so many full moons left in your life. You know, what is it you're doing and why are you doing it? So if you have a goal in mind, this is what I really want to have or do or accomplish or who I want to be with, and then you can look at everything you do through that prism. Is this going to help me get there? Is this going to be a, something that ultimately I'm going to say I'm glad I did it or this is the reason why I did it? Great. Go forward with it. If it's not, then don't do it. Let's move it off. You know, CJ, what are some of the tools or ways that you walk yourself through that thought process to make sure that you're on track and doing the right things? You know, the first thing I do is I set a time to check in with myself on a regular basis. I think we all forget to do that. We get to living our lives, and all of a sudden we find ourselves off the, off the path that we had really wanted and maybe headed a direction we weren't planning on solely because we weren't really conscious about uh, what we were doing. And so I'm going to tell you every 90 days, just make a day or a half a day where you go do something outside of your normal behavior, meaning not in your home. Uh, you want to be someplace where you're not interrupted. You know, a lot of people will go away for a day to a very nice hotel room or they'll go camping, but just something that you can be with yourself. And you start asking yourself the questions. Am, uh, am I still on where I want to be on the track that I want and what I want my end result to be? And these are steps, by the way. They're, the end result is never the end. The end result is always, um, you know, phase one, phase 50, phase whatever. So it's really important that you take a look at that and say, all right, what is it that I'm looking for out of life? And a, a lot of people look at spirituality. They look at money, money relationships family, um, and serving others. Those are some five basics. The other thing that we always say all the time is look at what you don't want and look at the opposite of what that is. Because again, we all have trouble sometimes visualizing what we really want. Um, It's always easier to visualize what we don't want. That's some great insight right there. And, And it always comes back to that same thing, what we don't want. Uh, a lot of times, but the idea of taking time to check in with yourself and sitting quietly. I find for myself a lot of times it's getting on an airplane. For me, that's, uh, for a lot of other people, I don't know what it is for them, but for me, that's a quiet time where I can't get interrupted by a ringing phone or the distractions. I'm literally strapped in and you don't typically talk to the person next to you. I actually sat nearby Holly the, the preacher's wife, uh, the preacher's daughter, Holmes, uh, on the plane the other day. She, she's the one who beat Ronda Rousey. Uh, the, I can tell that's not ringing a bell with you, but some of you listening, the ultimate, uh, yeah, the, the fighter. Ronda no, Rousey, no, I know anyway. what you're talking about. Go ahead. Okay. She would have, she would have taken me if I and challenged her, but anyway, I, we'll leave it there. The second win success, that's what this is all about. And we went all around the globe from Panama to Iraq to EB-5 to right here in the good old U.S. of A. There's so many things we can talk about, but second wind success, helping baby boomers discover their second wind in business and in life. So I want to encourage you to check in with yourself. Give yourself the time to think through what is it you really want to do. 
And maybe it's starting with what you don't want to do. But where do you want to go? What do you want to be doing? Who do you want to be doing it with so that you can really map it out and have those things that you really want to have in life? Because once you've got it, then you can really start to plan out where you want to be, what you want to do, and who you want to do it with. I want you to have the second wind in your life and have it right now, heading the direction you want to be in. I'm Gene Guarino, your host for Second Wind Success, with your co-host Carolyn C.J. Matthews saying do good and do well. We'll see you next week here on Second Wind Success. Thank you very much for being with us. We'll see you soon. Thank you for joining us this week. Second Wind Success with Gene Garino can be heard every Wednesday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time and 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel. Remember to stay the course. Good times are just ahead.